Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, that was a heck of a Monday night football game. That was some nasty weather. But if there are ever two teams built to play in nasty weather, New England and Buffalo. I suppose the Packers and the Bears have to play in bad weather, and both the Jets and the Giants do, but who are we kidding? It's Buffalo. And it's the Patriots. And the Patriots break the big running play, the two-point conversion, and they win the game. So, New England is 9-4, and four, and they have the best record in the AFC. And I don't know who's more impressive, Saban bringing Alabama back from the edge of oblivion, or Belichick doing it in New England. He had a lot of opt-outs for COVID. Uh, they had some dead money on the cap they had to deal with. And man, it was one year to clear all of that up, and bang, they are back, 9-4. and four. Guaranteed a winning season, four games to go. Maybe they'll end up being the one seed and everything will go through bad weather in New England in January. All right, well, we'll worry about that later. Warriors won, Suns won. Uh, they both pick up 20 wins. They are looking just awesome, just spectacular. So their good starts continue. And Oregon, Mario Cristobal taken off for Miami. Three Oregon re- uh, recruits have already decommitted, more expected to follow. Dick Harmon saying that uh, Oregon wants Kalani to interview and that uh, Dick wasn't sure Kalani would. So there's plenty going on. The coaching carousel, it's humming. And it's now, what are we looking at, uh, 12 days until BYU's bowl game. So, and, and the Aggies for that matter, the back-to-back on Saturday, December 18th. Plenty going on, and I think that's where we're going to start with the bowl game, and here's UAB coach Bill Clark and his press conference looking ahead to the Independence Bowl as UAB 8-4, and four, and the Blazers getting ready to face BYU. Here's Bill Clark. Uh, you mentioned that Kalani Sataki is a guy you knew when he was a coordinator. Uh, can you maybe give a little more insight into that, that, re, that uh, uh, knowledge of, of Kalani over the years? Yeah, I think just watching his teams, you know, and I, I, being a student of the game, you know, being a defensive guy kind of at heart, um, you know, that's kind of my background all the way back to, to when I first started. You know, I started as an O-line coach and then went to defense immediately. And, you know, so you're always looking for guys that do a good job and whose, whose teams play hard. I, you know, I think some, some mutual friends, um, you know, you talk about guys that do it the right way and, and you see it in how they play. You know, the proof's always on the video. Um, so he's a guy I've kind of followed and, and seen what they've done. Obviously, we'll, we would see them playing against maybe teams from Conference USA. Seems like, I guess, last year may have been uh, – we watched them a lot. You know, seems like they had a lot of Conference USA teams and we would follow, you know, maybe playing a team that they had already played. So, you know, it tells us how they play. It tells us uh, who he is. And, and like we always say, you know, the first thing I look at is how hard your guys play and uh, their physical – uh, very well coached, and it's obvious why they they've won and they're winning now. And obviously, we know the history of BYU. What was your team's reaction to uh, <clears throat> finding out BYU was going to be the opponent? Yeah, I think you know for us, um, I you know I was not there when they when they heard it. It was a little bit different, you know, because um, we're you know we were well like we were sitting in a room all together. But I do think that you know from what I'm hearing from the weight room, I think they they know it's a, a really good opponent, a quality opponent. And uh, they're excited about the challenge. I mean, I would be worried about them if they weren't. Um, but I think they know. I think they know and, and know what the name BYU means. You know that it and what they've done, what BYU's done. So Coach, did you get anybody back from injury uh, because of the time between El Paso and the 18th that you may not have had? Yeah, I think we will. I mean, today we'll kind of tell the tale on that. But 
you know, we, we did lose some, you know, we had some season ending injuries <clears throat> early in the year. You know, obviously those guys are still out, but I think a lot, we had a lot of wrists and hands and, and groins and hamstrings. And, um, you know, I don't know if we ever really totally recovered from that eight game stretch we had. Uh, we had some guys, you know, we had a bunch of flu uh, going into that last week. You know, we had a few COVID. So, you know, I think all that should be, you know, we'll probably be the best we've been, you know, maybe other than those out, out guys probably since game one. Hey, Bill, what's the significance of keeping this bowl string going? Yeah, I think it's just it – just, it's a mark of a winning program, you know, and I think that's kind of what we want to be known for, um, you know, as a team that, that has a winning – you know, we're, we're winning every year and we're going to bowl games and we're fighting for championships. And, um, you know, as we said earlier, we're – you know, we talk about championships. That's our ultimate goal. But, the, you know, but – every college program wants to get to a bowl, you know, and, and doing it with a winning record. And then obviously playing a quality opponent like this is, is really what you look for. And that's what you work for. And I think that that's how we want our program to be known. Bill, this is Jared Lloyd. I also cover BYU out here in Provo. And I was curious, um, obviously UAB is closer to Shreveport than Provo is, yeah. but BYU's fan base, you said you've watched you know, a lot of their games, seen them play. BYU has fans throughout the country. What do you kind of expect from the atmosphere at, at this bowl game? Yeah, you know, I'm uh, from hearing, you know, kind of from some folks where, where the BYU fans kind of make it their home. Uh, we may be the – it may not be a, a neutral site. It may be more of a BYU fan base, you know, but – um, I think that says a lot about who they are, and it says about having a national program, and that's what you want—that you got fans all over, and they're going to come support you, and it, it'll make for a, for a good atmosphere, no doubt. Coach, this is Alex Fahar with the Salt Lake Tribune, uh, covering BYU as well. What can you tell us about your program, the way that you guys play? Um, you know, this is a a matchup that has never happened, I think, in the history of both schools. So um, what can you tell us and, and the fans at, uh, or, yeah, just football fans, uh, what they kind of can expect on the field? Yeah, I think for people that's watched us really, you know, since I've been there, we've we've wanted to play, you know, really good defense. And, um, you know, that's a – well, that's a challenge every year in the with the offenses we play. Um, good in the special teams. And and I think for us offensively, we've, we've always had a run identity – um, but we like to be balanced, you know, and uh, we were probably, you know, probably been known for run and, and play action shots. And um, but we're going I think we're going to try and take advantage of our offensive weapons. I think, you know, offensively, we've had a good year. Um, we've got a quarterback. You know, we had a, a longtime quarterback, Tyler Johnson, Dylan Hopkins came in and replaced him uh, and has done a really good job and is continuing to grow. Um, so, you know, hopefully we're a balanced team that plays, you know, the offense and the defense complement each other. Um, and, you know, and we play winning football, which is, you know, taking care of the football, the basics of the game, you know, tackling and, and, and ball security, et cetera. And uh, hopefully that's what you see out of us. Uh, this is your fourth uh, different bowl game you all played in since returning in 2017. Do you believe just being able to have the opportunity to play in a different bowl game instead of the same one over and over uh, – has helped maybe uh, increase the spread of this uh, program's, uh, you know, no, uh, known, known ability? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I think just kind of what BYU were talking about, about having fans all over, you know, for us, especially in the Southeast region, um, 
you know, anytime you can play in different locations, Florida, Louisiana, these are all places we recruit, uh, New Orleans, you know, so I think all these different bowls help us and, um, you know, it's good for your fan base. It's good for, uh, it's good for recruiting. So yeah, I think it helps no doubt. Hey coach, uh, Daniel Brown here in Shreveport. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on maybe your past familiarity with the independence bowl. Have you seen games in the past? Have you maybe attended one and also uh, a little bit more on that recruiting aspect? How much can this be an opportunity? Uh, I don't know about NCAA rules and what your coaches are able to do, but, uh, maybe getting out here in uh, Northwest Louisiana, Southern Arkansas, and uh, the East Texas area. Yeah, I think first the Independence Bowl is a, a, you know, it's a bowl that's known, uh, you know, it's a historical bowl. You know, there's been a lot of great games. I've seen many great games, a bunch of great teams play there. You know, we come to Shreveport to stay when we play La Tech. Um, you know, we'll stay and drive over because, you know, we just uh, stay in some really nice hotels there. It's a good location for us. So we are familiar, even though we're kind of in and out, you know, and just really in the hotel. But I think the bowl is is well known. You know, I think recruiting is, you know, we're always looking for, you know, good, you know, we're always looking in the Southeast first, you know, but we look nationally, but I mean, that just helps your footprint. You know, it's going to be a, you know, I, I know it's a nationally televised game, you know, in a good time slot on a Saturday afternoon. So that's, that's got to help us in, in recruiting and uh, just good for our program. What does it say for the UAB athletics program as a whole that you have this bowl game against a nationally ranked opponent as well as the basketball team having a uh, big non-conference game at home that uh, same afternoon? Yeah, you know, we hate that it all kind of ended up on the same day for our fans, but I think that's that's what we want. I mean, we want, you know, our football program, we've been working hard to kind of be that that team and that program. And I know Coach Kennedy's working hard the same, you know, and I think that's, um, that's what you want as an athletic department is to um, – is to be trying to be playing against the best and, and pushing yourself. And I think obviously both of us are doing that. Hey coach, this is Jay Drew from the Deseret News, you know, here in Salt Lake City. How surprised are you that this bowl uh playing to be playing BYU? A lot of the talk before the bowl was that UTSA would be in the game. Did it come as a surprise to you guys? You know, I don't know. I know our. I know just from talking to conference folks, they feel like we're, you know, and, and you know, it came down to a, a a play here and a play there against UTSA. But um, I don't know. I think we. I guess our conference feels like we're a good representative of you know, uh, somebody that's going to kind of carry the banner for for conference USA and um, may you know. I think BYU obviously they're a, a a team that you think of really good enough to maybe play. You know on you know, against the top teams in the country, obviously, um, from what they've done this year. But um, for us, it's an honor to be going and playing against a really good team. So we take it as a, as a big compliment. Just how excited are your guys to be playing in this game? Kalani Sataki mentioned it yesterday that he thought you guys would be, you know, really stoked basically to play in the game. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, you know, one, you know, playing in a bowl game, obviously for us, there was some disappointment, no doubt, not playing in a championship game. We've done it three years in a row. Uh, but I think then you turn around and we know we're playing a great team uh, in a great storied bowl game. So, you know, there's no doubt our guys are excited. There's UAB coach Bill Clark. When we come back, the Utes' Nick Ford celebrating a trip to the Rose Bowl. And then we'll have Kalani Sataki's press conference looking ahead to the Independence Bowl. But Nick Ford, Utes Center, coming up next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It is time now 
to talk youth football with Nick Ford. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial properties, water costs. Call 877-346-3333. Nick, good morning. Good morning. Nick, was it as good as you thought it was going to be? You dreamed of winning a Pac-12 title. Now you've done it. Did it measure up to your expectations? Almost definitely. That's without a doubt. <laughs> I saw you on the field prancing around like a show dog. Uh, I mean, that just had to be something, especially for you, a kid who grew up in the area, to know that you were going to play in the Rose Bowl. When you committed to Utah, how much did you realistically think that that was a possibility? Um, I'm not even too sure. I knew, I knew that just, you know, I want to come out here with a couple of the boys and, you know, just do the best that we could do and, you know, become the best team that we can and, you know, that ultimately led to where we are. So, I mean, it wasn't, um, you know, an intentional thing from the very start, but as I learned the culture here, the program and the history of how we never won the Pac-12 with a road goal that became pretty much the ultimate goal for me and a couple of boys that came in 2017. So during the game, when did, when did you know you had the Ducks? Did you know when you were watching film? Did you know when you converted fourth and one? You went up 7-0, the pick six. Was there some point later in the game where you thought, yep, it's over, we got them? Um, I want to say I didn't really feel that way until after the game because I don't, I don't really want to feel that way because, you know, there's always things that can happen. But as the game continued on, there's definitely things where it's like, okay, we got the first uh, fourth and one. Okay, we got the first touchdown. Okay, we got the pick six. Okay, we got this touchdown. You know, and this momentum kept rolling. That's kind of where I started saying, oh, yeah. I mean, even from the very start when Kelly started returning that kickoff, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a fun one. How about the fan base? You know, I covered the Fiesta Bowl in 04, and it was just amazing. Sugar Bowl was pretty good, but I thought the fan turnout was absolutely exceptional, and it really, to me, sitting in the press box, did feel like a home game. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we go out there for warm-ups, we see everyone, it's like, dang, it's, it's, it's a lot of red up there. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what the DJ was saying. It's talking about, Oregon, make some noise. You hear him yell, you're like, okay, that's kind of loud. But Utah, make some noise. Utah fans the crowd. I was like, oh, my God, this is not <laughs> this is not a normal road game. And then we came out for the game, and it was even worse than that. And I was just like, yeah, this is awesome. So a lot was made of the fact, well, it's 13 days later. What can you really change? And I had people who know a lot more football than me saying, well, Utah had a massive advantage in tight ends, and there's nothing Oregon is going to do to solve that problem in 13 days. From your perspective in the line, was it any different? Did they solve any of the problems? Did you have to adjust? Or did you just – it looked like you just picked up where you left off, but maybe it wasn't that simple. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, we knew that they were going to sell out and stop the run, and that's why, you know, it was a little shaky at the start of the game. And uh, that's our style of football. You know, we, we'll start off the game, and maybe it's a two, three-yard run every time, but eventually we wind up breaking out for big runs. And if you want to stack the box, then you've got a lot of tight ends that can kill you and a lot of receivers that can kill you. So, I mean, if you watch the game, is at times, you know, I, I'd say the entire game is at least – seven people around the box and then even there's that times where it got up to about 10 people and um that's just a part of you know being a good running program once you start running like that they're going to start stacking the box and then once you start stacking the box then you can go ahead and start taking advantage of some of your athletes 
The way I look at it going forward with the Rose Bowl is I, from the youth perspective, I wanted Ohio State because they are the highest ranked team that you could possibly play in that game. So at this point, why not compete with the best to prove once and for all that you guys really are one of the best? How do you look at it? Uh, same way. I mean, but we got to prepare the same exact way that we've been preparing. Um, they're a good program for sure. They got a lot of reputation. They got a lot of good athletes over there. Um, and same thing like Oregon. Even when they're, you know, we're the number three seeded team in the country. Um, we got to go out there, have the same mindset that we've been having for the entire season. Uh, work hard. Don't work too much to where you get burnt out and don't work too little to where you know you become lazy and complacent and then uh, just go from there and play the game like it's meant to be played. Have you watched a lot of Ohio State this year with you guys playing late and them often playing early? Is that something you do to kill time or is this uh, you're going to have to watch film because you don't know anything about them because they're playing on the other side of the country? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, we've seen them uh, you know, we hang out, watch games or whatnot, but uh, I wouldn't say we've seen them enough to digest uh, exactly everything. I'm sure there's some of the coaches that have, uh, as they expected this matchup, but uh, for me personally, you know, uh, I've seen them. I know what their personnel looks like. I know their size and everything, um, but I'm more or less, you know, if I watch football, it's, um, you know, watching their football and whatnot. I, I, I look at it the same way. Um, on TV, but then when you watch film, it's more of a study session. What is the schedule going to be like now for the next couple of weeks? Uh, I'm not sure. We're going in today at 3 o'clock, and then uh, we're going to find out uh, what we're going to do, and that's pretty much it. Get rolling from there. So did you really just get to enjoy this over the weekend? You told us you were going to have a lot of people up from L.A. and Vegas, and Kyle and his uh, telephone teleconference yesterday said that the team hadn't met as a group and wasn't until this afternoon so just get time to hang out with people yeah for sure i mean my family even drove up here and up here for a little while so you know it's been pretty good to, you know spend some time with them and you know relax a little bit and yeah it's just been really fun and then have you already been hit up as far as uh who wants tickets to the rose bowl no, oh, that's not even a question. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's already going crazy. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering uh, how many uh, does uh, what allotment do the players get? I believe it's going to be six again. That's what I would assume. I hope so. I hope it's more, maybe. <laughs> so, when you look back at this uh, season and how you got where you are, if somebody said. How did this happen? Why did Utah win the Pac-12 this year and not in other years when they had a chance to win the division and they didn't? Or the two times they won the division and they lost the conference title game. What's the difference? Um, you know, some people, um, you know, believe it's you know, the hard work that we put in on, on the field and whatnot. Other people, you know, will believe that we've been playing with uh, 12, uh, 12 players on offense, 12 players on defense with Ty and Alo and um, – I mean, I feel like it's a little bit of both. I feel like, you know, Ty and Alo have become a catalyst for our, you know, our work ethic. Uh, we already have had a good work ethic, but I feel like they've become a catalyst and become, you know, something that we look look for on those hard days and those certain players, you know, who necessarily didn't, um, you know, I don't even say buy in, but those, like, we needed an extra push, you know, Alo and Ty were there for them. and. Also, just the culture, um, the leaders who came back, uh, the leaders that you know developed in the year. Um, it's just a combination of a lot of things, and I think that's what ultimately pushed us past that little bump in the road. 
As I look at your season, I think the turning point was halftime against ASU when you were down by 14 uh, at that point, and then you came out and dominated in the second half, and you've really been rolling since. As you look back, would you agree that was the turning point? Uh, I'm not too sure. Um, I, I like I have a really good memory, but when it comes to football, I go I go short. Uh, you know, I, I go ahead and forget about the game and you know move on to the next game because that's how we've been coached. Uh, so I would have to go look at the film to be honest. Uh, I remember you know. Uh, fundamentals and techniques that needed to be learned from that game, but I don't really remember the game as a whole. Um, so that's that's what I would say about that. I, you know, I definitely remember the lessons to learn from that game, but I wouldn't remember the game itself. Well, Kyle would definitely appreciate that, that you take a game, learn from it, and then just move on, win or lose. I'm sure he's been preaching that and all the assistants have been preaching that. So knowing that that's largely how it works for you, are there any exceptions? Is there stuff like, oh, I definitely remember this about this game oh yeah no there, there's definitely exceptions i would say you know the pac-12 championship this is for sure i mean all three of them i i remember almost every single play um there's a couple games in season you know like the sc game that's a little bit more memorable and stuff like that and, um and and in every game there are a few plays that stick out to you um but yeah but i if it's the bigger games like you know the one that we just played then uh, you definitely remember basically the entire game. You're a thinking man, Nick. I think you've proven that throughout your time at Utah. And going to the Rose Bowl is absolutely awesome. I mean, I grew up in Arizona, worked in California, so the Rose Bowl, to me, I've covered it. I've been there as a fan. It is, to me, the best of the best. At the same time, I think your team is obviously a lot better than it was in September. And I would like to see an opportunity to compete for the grand prize. But with only four teams, I understand why they wouldn't let you in. Uh, Going forward here, as you age out of the college system, what would you like to see for a college playoff? Because I think if you had an automatic bid, uh, I like Utah's chances to advance, but you're not going to get that. So... What would be, and you're on the inside of it, what would you think would be the ideal setup for a playoff? Um, I think the expansion would be nice. You know, I mean, there's a lot of talented teams and there's a lot of teams. You know, we're we're a perfect example of, um, you know, somebody who has a shaky start and then who develops into a team you do not want to see at the end of the season. And um, that's that's the case for, you know, a few teams in the country. And, you know, it's sad to say, you know, there's four teams and get uh, but that's that's just how it's been. Um, you know, going on maybe the expanded playoffs will be cool. Um, I know the players would definitely be interested in that. And, you know, especially since there's some downtime in January. There's a little bit of downtime every now and again. And I mean, we're already in pads with weather, uh, weather football, uh, spring ball, and all that stuff. So I mean, I mean, it's not going to be too much of a difference. Um, and you know, in terms of you know financial ability and stuff, I'm pretty sure universities can afford it. Not only that, it bring in more revenue for those universities playing the next couple games. So, you know, I think it would be awesome. I think it'd give more people opportunity. I think it'd be uh, financially beneficial for universities and the conferences. And I also think that it, you know, provide more entertainment. I think a lot of things would shake up very different because, you know, there's a lot of teams that everyone say, oh, this is a trap game and whatnot, but it's really just, you know, a good team that may have had like, a shaky start or they have the athletes and the capability and they just really go out there and perform well. So, 
I've heard a lot of different things over the years, and there are people who think, you know, 11-game seasons, 12-game seasons are enough for a college players' bodies. And then you hear people talking about 14, 15, possibly 16. You're an O-lineman. You're getting hit as much as anybody and hitting as much as anybody. How many games can a college football player play before that's just enough? Uh, well, I'll tell you this. The college football player, if they're – immature and not take care of their body and not listen to the older guys who try to teach them the way, they, they will not make it to season. And the people who do take care of their bodies and whatnot, they'll, they'll be able to last a while. You know, it's not comfortable. I mean, my body definitely isn't comfortable right now. I got banged up, got injuries here and there, and, you know, that, that's not really a big deal. You, you kind of push through them. And that's what Coach always says. There's a difference between being injured and being hurt. You know, there's some things that, you know, are going to be sore and, you know, you can't really, really hurt. So, I mean, that's 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 what I should say. I'm hurt. Um, I have people, uh, places on me that are hurt. I'm not injured. Um, so, if if you're responsible and you take care of your body, you're gonna last a while. You can go, you know, 14, 15 games if you need to. Um, but if you're immature, you don't listen to your teammates, your peers, and your elders who are trying to teach you the way. There's a lot of people who don't make it this season. And that's pretty much the gist of that. Well, Nick, since we're making you commissioner of college football, how about that overtime rule? I mean, I think it's ridiculous to have that two-point conversion. It just doesn't make any sense. Play the game. How about you? Uh, uh, we won the overtime this year, and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so I haven't, <laughs> I haven't even really looked into that rule. We've been into it that situation once. Um, I understand, you know, the NFL rule. Uh, just because I'm watching NFL, but I understand that the you know the whole overtime in college football has changed, and I found that out on the fly uh, when we played San Diego State, and then no one else is. I don't think no one else really has looked into it that deep, um, which is something I definitely want to look into after season because I was so confused and I was like, okay, these are situational downs. Okay, I just go go out there and play that. <laughs> So would you go back to the uh, 25-yard line, four snaps? Did that work for you, or you got something else you want? Say that again? Would you go back to the rule the way it was a couple years ago where you got the ball at the 25-yard line and you had four downs? Oh, yeah, I like that rule. It was pretty cool. I mean, it's it's basic football right there. You don't get the 25-yard line, go back and forth. (laughs) Well, congratulations on the Rose Bowl and allow a little time so – you get healthy again, so that'll be that'll be a positive. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you when the Rose Bowl gets closer. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Congratulations, Nick. Thank you. Have a good day. There's Youth Center, Nick Ford. When we come back, BYU head coach Kalani Sataki. Stay with us. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Kalani Sataki, BYU football coach, meeting with the media, looking ahead to the Independence Bowl with UAB. Here's Kalani. All right, we're um, really excited to – Go out to Shreveport and to play in the Independence Bowl, and we're excited about the opponent being uh, UAB. Uh, a lot of respect for for that program and, and for that university, and uh, looking forward to the matchup and looking forward to being out in Shreveport together. I know there's a lot of uh, festivities and all that stuff going on throughout the week, and it's an honor for us to to be on the field and to compete against a wonderful program like UAB. Um, Bill Clark's an amazing coach. He's one of the best in the business. And I like the way he runs his program. Watching film, it's it's interesting because we were able to watch with last year's schedule. Um, we had a lot of crossover games, and so we saw a lot of film on UAB. Um, 
uh, depending on the opponents. But when we're looking up film and saw the, their brand of football, um, and then even looked up some years before because we we're trying to play against uh, teams in the Conference USA. And so um, our opponents there and uh, just noticed their, their team, the athleticism, the speed, and, and the way they, they're physical at the line of scrimmage. So um, it's, a, it's a great matchup for us and looking forward to this game. But uh, tons of respect for what they've done. And, uh, you know, last year watching their film, uh, it, was, it was no wonder that they, they ended up winning the, the uh, conference championship. And uh, they've won a lot of games in the last in the, the years that, that uh, Coach Clark's been there. So um, we, we see on film how uh, how they have some great athletes uh, and, and uh, good-looking bodies. They, they have an outside backer, Deanna, that, that looks – he's, he's one of the best guys you'll see in college football. And so – uh, and I, I'm, I know I'm just mentioning one guy, but there's tons of speed and athleticism on that field. We watched the film, and so we're really excited about the matchup. Um, we're honored to have another opportunity to play the, uh, together as a team, and looking forward to the game. And so this, this is going to be uh, fun for us. Uh, you know, our, our focus has been to try to get ready for the bowl game after we ended our game, our season with uh, USC. And uh, now that we know our opponent, we can get to, we can get back to work and, and be a little bit more focused on the on a team that has tons of uh, tons of weapons to play really uh, great uh, complimentary football. So uh, looking forward to the game, looking forward to being out there in Shreveport. And you guys know me, I'm looking forward to that, that good food out there too. So uh, we're going to have some fun and, and, and enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to getting to work today and being the focus on, on, on a wonderful team like UAB. Thanks, Coach. We'll start with Daniel Brown and then Jared Lloyd. Hey, Coach. Uh, Daniel Brown from KTBS here in Shreveport. Uh, first off, congratulations. Uh, and secondly, what is your uh, past uh, familiarity with the Independence Bowl? Have you seen games previously um, with, uh, you know, this program, that's a bowl game that's been around uh, for a long time? Oh, yeah. And and, and I think for um, for me, it's the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a football junkie, and so I'm going to watch every bowl game that I can. I, obviously, there's some games that we're playing, going to be playing, and there's going to be the games that same day, but I plan on watching every game that I possibly can, and uh, this is one that, that I've watched throughout the years and, and uh, been really impressed with. And I'm, I'm at the, um, I'm just, I've been really impressed with the way, uh, way they've sent out representatives from the Independence Bowl to our games, and I've met a, a good number of them. And, uh, just uh, first class, just uh, great individuals, uh, great leadership, and uh, there's a lot of pride and um, and, and you know and, and tradition in, in that in that bowl game. And so we're really honored to, honored to be a part of it. We knew that this was in the mix uh, when we when we signed the agreement, and we we're really excited for that. And now that it's 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 here, uh, we're excited to get this game going, and you know and, and being out there, we're, we're looking forward to it and looking forward to the matchup with with UAB as well. So I think all of it's working out perfectly for us and. Uh, just, just really excited to play this game. Kalani, you always talk about how you can focus on controlling what you can control. And obviously the whole CFP situation, what was going to be, what the committee was going to do, whether a New York new Year's six bowl game was in play or not was out of your control, but how much attention did you pay to that? What was your thoughts as, as that process kind of came together in the last couple of days and, and then ending up, you know, where you were con contractually obligated. Well, I haven't really talked about it all, all year long. And, and uh, this is, I think this is one of the first questions about it, but uh, focus is the, 
what we what we can uh, what we have right in sight, and what we can control, which is uh, this game that's coming up on December 18th, and that's all the focus is on for us as a program. Uh, and so that's that's what it's going to be about. You know, I, I don't I don't control anything that happens other other than what we can control right now, and that's playing this game. And and from what you know, as a program, I, I can't control what everybody else says, but as a program and from the coaches, staff, and the players. We have tons of respect for this opponent and looking forward to the game. And, and uh, I mentioned before in an opening statement that Bill Clark's a great coach. He'll have his guys ready, and we're, we're, we're expecting their best shot. And my job is to make sure that, to, to, that we have our best shot show up uh, that afternoon in the Independence Bowl. Okay, we'll take a question from Jeff Spiegel and Sean Walker. Coach, you mentioned the respect you have for Coach Clark and um, – how much is that respect kind of amplified considering that the program was shut down as recently as 2015 and 16 and how he built that back up? Well, look, look at what's happened since, since that. And then when they brought football back to, to the university and, and the, the amount of wins that that's happened and, and the, the couple of conference championships, you know, so um, uh, obviously he's doing something right. And, and obviously there's, there's a great demand for, for football uh, with that fan base. Um, and so they have a lot to be proud of. Uh, I see a lot of potential. I, I saw it last year watching film and I see a lot of potential even this year and what they can, what they can, what they can accomplish. Um, I see the same thing in our team too. So I, I, I expect a tough battle. It's going to be a lot of fun, but um, the respect is there. Because that's how we handle all our uh, We know that college football is hard. And, uh, winning games is hard and, and tons of respect goes in that we've been watching all the games this year. We watched some uh, a number of games last year. So we're looking forward to it. Somebody's joining the call that um, needs to mute, and we're hearing a lot of feedback. Please, if you'd mute, thank you. I was trying to figure out what the playlist was and what the song was. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. Um, yeah, Coach, I was, I was going to ask you a little bit about UAB, and because this is a program that I mean was like literally cut by the university. Just I think it was four years ago, and it seems like they've. I mean, it almost seems like they've come back better. Uh, better than ever, better than they were before. Is that something that, that you've kind of taken notice of and, and kind of praised your guys of like, this is this is sort of a second chance program and they're really going to give you guys their best shot still being the number 13 team in the country? Well, our guys, our guys understand the opponents. They respect them and they see the film. So there's, there's not really much that I have to say to them other than the, what they already know and how they operate. And then that, that is to respect their opponents and, and to see what they've done. But uh, in regards to what's been, what the adversity they had to overcome, uh, when, when something's taken away from you um, and then and then you have another chance at it, uh, they're going to do it right. And uh, that coaching staff, the players, the way they, they work together, the toughness that they bring to the field, you can just see it. And I, I don't think there's ever a, a threat of them losing football ever again because that program belongs on the football field and in college football. And it's, it's – an honor for us to go against them. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, we'll have questions next from Alex and then Jim Watson. Coach, what was your reaction as you were watching the selection show that um, BYU didn't make it into New Year's Six contention when um, you know you guys finished ten and two, and you know you had that head-to-head win over Utah and, and all that. All I care about is who we're playing. That's a, I didn't even watch the show. It's it, there. We had a, 
we have some alumni playing in NFL games that, that I wanted to watch that I don't normally get to see. And so between that and church, I didn't have a lot of time to see it. I just, once I got the, the, the green light on who we're playing, that the focus became on prepping for us. So I, I'm not into the, the, the narrative outside of what I can control, which is get the team ready to play. We're looking forward to playing another game. We knew that we earned the right to play another game, uh, where that game was going to be and who the opponent was is all that I cared about. And now we know and the work goes on. So that, that's, that's the focus. Coach, can you speak a little bit to uh, the injury situation this year? How you all have had multiple injuries, but you played through it and still have been able to uh, not only beat, but in some cases dominate some Power Five schools. Yeah, I, I think the uh, it just speaks to the the youth on our team and the leadership on our team, but also the the, the coaching. You know, I, I, I've been really impressed with. Um, our guys being game ready. Last year, we had some opportunities to play some young guys early in games um, just because we had some games that were under control and gave some valuable reps to those young men. And, and those guys are the ones that are stepping up. We lost a lot of production last year to the NFL. And so um, it was a time for a lot of these young guys to start the season. And uh, what we started with at the beginning of September in game one, we didn't finish with in, in, in game 12, but that's okay. The guys are ready to roll and, and guys stepped up to the – uh, you know, stepped up when their names are called and, and made plays. And it wasn't perfect, but the effort there, I can work with guys that give that give tons of effort and that are, are tough and physical. If you, if you give us that, then we can work with the rest. And that, that's, uh, that's been our, our mantra here. And so, um, you know, regardless of whether you're on scholarship or first string, second string, third string, we expect everybody to live a certain standard. And that means to show up and be tough and play physical, but also play smart. And then, also have a great appreciation for the game and gratitude for the game. So these guys are excited to play this game, excited about the opponent. We're honored to be on that field with them. We're looking forward to being part of the, of the Independence Bowl festivities and getting to know the good, great people of Shreveport, Louisiana, and, and um, just going to have a great, great time with it. We, we deserve the opportunity to play another game, and, and so did UAB. And so we're looking forward to that game. It's going to be tons of fun. I, I, I want our guys to go and enjoy this. Um, some of these guys is going to be the last time they play football. So I want them to, to take advantage of every little bit they can. And, and this is an opportunity for um, us to, to take them out there early and, and to show them a good time and, and, and to see what, what the, the bowl games can all be about in, in, out, out in that area in that region of the country. So it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Next we'll go to DeCarmen, followed by Mitch and then Jay. Hey coach, congratulations for a great season. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, you've had a lot of success in preparing for bowl games, but I was going to ask you what your reflections were on when you were with Lavelle Edwards and Kyle Whittingham, two of your mentors, how they prepared for bowl games, things that they emphasized, kind of a big picture thing, and then some specific things like uh, the schedule, the uh, practices, the intensity level, um, managing injuries, holding out people, um, just your overall uh, physicality approach uh, to bowl games. What did your mentor say, and then how do you how do you kind of filter that into what you want to do? That's a bunch of questions, Dick. And one one, I mean, I'm uh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember all the things that you asked about. Okay, so the bowl prep with, with Lavelle and Kyle. Um, with Lavelle, the, the bowl prep was, was a lot of fun because he took advantage of, of um, being around families, having the players that those that are married. Um, we have 37 on our team that are married, so having their spouse being able to travel out there and enjoy the, 
the time together there. I mean, we're going to be out there for a few days, so it's going to be uh, a good time and, and having them get to just, just appreciate them for um, allowing us to take their, their loved ones away for quite a bit of time, you know, to prep for football games and travel and things like that. Um, but the bowl prep mindset is to go out and, and to perform at our best. That's the, that's the key. And, 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 and me as a head coach, I want to take advantage of the extra time, the practice time. So there's a couple of things in there, Dick, that I think we need to accomplish. One is to develop young guys because I have to develop these young men into going into spring ball. So we have to utilize the practices and the mindset of, okay, some of these young men probably won't play in this game, but they need to take advantage of all these practices. And then there's other guys that have, are seasoned that played most of the season and most of the year. And, and we've got to find a way to keep them fresh, but also make sure that our timing is right with all of them in all three phases. Um, and they can improve too. There's some guys on this team that, that still need to improve. Uh, all of them do, but, but uh, at a different rate than some of the young guys that we don't anticipate playing. So if we can um, accomplish all those guys and, and to progress and get better and develop, that's part of our team development is that we need to take advantage of all these practices. And the game is just an added bonus that you get to, you get to practice and then you get to play a game at the end. It's like spring ball, but you get, you actually have a, a game against the opponent and um, you're, you're, you're kind of spoiled a little bit, you know, the, the, the bowl game takes care of you. So uh, that to me, the extra practices are vital to, to keeping the program strong. And then um, compared to what Lavelle had, we, we didn't have an indoor facility when I was playing. And so um, I think that had a lot to do with, prepping for the games. I mean, it's, it's going to be cold here. So we have an indoor facility now. We're going to take advantage of it, practice in the, in the indoor so we can have, I mean, there are times I remember playing um, when I played my days and we, it was cold outside with the rotate working um, time in the annex, which was about 30 yards of turf. And so now we have a full field to work with, a nice building. And, and so we're really grateful that we have that to work with. Um, and then, you know, I've learned a lot of things from Kyle in the prep that, that, that uh, you have to accomplish a lot of things, but the, the main thing is, is the game itself, but also it could be utilized to get everything else ready. There's a lot of development that can happen, even with coaches, not just with the players themselves. Kalani, have all of your players expressed that they'll be playing in the bowl, or are you expecting some opt-outs potentially? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about opt-outs. So I, I anticipate everyone to be playing if that, that are able body that are, that are healthy to do it. Kalani, speaking of which, we know Isaac Rex is, is out. Or any other guys uh, will be back, like maybe a James MP or a Neil Pau, or uh, which guys have a chance to play that we haven't seen lately? Um, maybe a chance with James. Um, Neil, still highly unlikely. I mean, we'll see that the game is a lot earlier in the bowl um, season than, than others. And so, with evaluate how it works. I mean, just because they can play doesn't mean that they're, they're, they're ready to go. You know, when this is a physical game and uh, sometimes, um, you know, other injuries happen when you try to rush them back too early. So uh, I'd like to see all those guys return, but you know, Isaac Rex is, is in sur had surgery and is in, in rehab and trying to get better for next year, but um, no new uh, season-ending injuries. And then we'll see if we get some guys back, like, Harris Lachance and others, uh, there's a good chance that we, we might be able to see them come back. Okay, next we'll have questions from Jay Catch, then Daniel Brown and Wesley Boone. 
Kalani, how are you going to balance, obviously, finals and getting ready for this bowl game? Because you mentioned it's one of the earlier bowls. Yeah, uh, finals we have to work. I mean, we've we've been here before, so uh, we'll have to work with uh, the teachers and 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 um, hopefully, you know, our guys can get some finals done early. I know that we'll have our guys taking some finals um, out out while we're in Shreveport, and so um, yeah, we'll just have to work it out. The guys have done it before, so we're, we're luckily we have some um, you know some students are taking care of their business from the beginning and. Uh, we, we thought that this might be the case going to this bowl game. So everyone's get, trying to get ready uh, and trying to make sure that we have everything's in order. Coach uh, Daniel, once again, uh, kind of a multi-parter, uh, BYU, a national brand, uh, known nationwide. Uh, Shreveport's located around three separate states, Louisiana, Texas, and Arkansas. How much can this be a recruiting opportunity to further expose uh, people to the, the Cougars' identity and then uh, also you had mentioned that you were looking forward to trying that good food. Have you ever been to Louisiana and tried Louisiana cuisine uh, down here directly? Yep, I have. And um, we, we played in, in the Sugar Bowl years ago, and that was I – mean, the game was fun, but the food was, was unbelievable. And so, I, I mean, you don't get this body from not eating. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – I plan on gaining some weight while I'm out there. And uh, – and then try to lose it all of 2022. But we'll, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I'm just, as, as far as, as getting our, our, our brand out there, I think it's important that, that, that uh, especially with us in the future going to, to the Big 12, to kind of look at different regions of recruiting and, and guys that, can, uh, that, that would fit in our culture and fit in our program. Um, uh, we have a high number of guys on our team that, that aren't, aren't members of the church, but, but are, but are um, great ambassadors of their families and, and what we're trying to promote in the mission of our school and the mission of our program. So uh, I think uh, for me, it's just finding great young men that are from wonderful families that can fit what, what we're trying to get done on the football field, but also are excited about um, you know, representing uh, their backgrounds and, and, and um, the sacrifices that their families make for them. I think there's a, there's a good uh, mix that we can have with guys that, that fit our program, fit our style of football. And, and can do really well for us. We, we've got a number of them on our team that, that have done a great job, um, you know, just kind of preaching what we're about to everybody. And so uh, we're, we're a faith-based institution. So we're going to always preach, um, you know, the words of Christ and try to do our best to represent uh, our beliefs. And so we're playing a tough game, football, it's physical and violent, but we're going to try to um, show as much sportsmanship and class as we can. And so I think we're, we're coming to the right area, and I think uh, a lot of the fans can appreciate what we bring. And so regardless of the outcome of the game, we're really excited uh, being part of this, this, this uh, Independence Bowl and being a part of the, uh, being able to compete with UAB on the field. That's a wonderful team and, and represents well, too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I know that it's closer to their home, so uh, they're going to have some good representation, and we're expecting some as well for, for BYU. Coach Wesley Boone with KTAL in Shreveport. You kind of touched on it right there at the end. With this bowl game having an earlier start date, what kind of positive impact do you think it could have on your fans traveling to the game? And then to kind of piggyback on Daniel's question, is there any particular dish you're excited to get your hands on once you get to Shreveport? Well, I mean, when you mentioned food, I got to talk about that one first. So I, 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 there's not a – there's not a dish I haven't tried that I didn't like, you know, so um, 
I'm going to try it all. I've tried everything. So I, I don't know if there's anything that I, that I can say I, that I don't like. So I'm not picky. I think, I think uh, I'm, I'm every chef's dream where, where I'm going to always want seconds or thirds. So that's how it works. But um, being, being in the area, being in the region, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to meeting great people and our players are too. We, we, we're looking forward to meeting the wonderful people at Shreveport and we're expecting our fans to be there because they've been there for us uh, ever since I've been a player. And, and so we're, we're looking forward to seeing them. I think it's early enough for, the, for, for them to make some um, arrangements to the travels and, and, and it's on, you know, on the weekend. So we're expecting the uh, Cougar Nation to show up like they've always have been and, and just want them to know how much we appreciate their support. Looking forward to performing one more time with these boys and, and, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And regardless of the outcome, we're just really thankful for uh, college football, for this opportunity to play this game and, and to be this in this in the defense bowl game as well. There's Kalani Sataki. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines on the way next. Stay with us. Uh-huh.